Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. Now, on today's show, we're talking about the strengths and the challenges of each of the 12 shapes in the 12-shape relationship system. Now, Kim, this came from a lot of emails and a lot of people, even in inner circles, saying, I need to understand a little bit more. I'm clear about the balanced and unbalanced state, but how do we recognize these shapes You know, in our environment, outside of our family? How do we run into them and go, oh, yeah, that's an oval? Okay, so the other question we've been asked lately, too, we've had some people listening to the show who didn't really understand what the shape system is, and they've been a little bit lost, especially if they've come into a show kind of in the middle. So I want I want to take a minute up front and give a little bit of background on where the shapes came from and, and what the system is all about. Okay, so the 12 shape relationship system is actually a behavioral profiling system. So it's not a personality test. A lot of people think it is, Kim. It's like the color code or, you know, um, Myers-Briggs, things like that. That's not what it is. Um, and what really makes it different is that at our core, we're behavioral beings. We can have the best, best day and our worst day and we can still put a mask on. That's what we see when you go for a job interview or you meet your in-laws for the first time, you're in best behavior and you put on that mask. So it, it makes it more predictable to it and, and more um, easy to anticipate people in a balanced and an unbalanced state. Okay, so we get asked a lot about this personality test thing. And the reason behavioral profile is different than a personality profile is we base the shapes on what you fear most and what you value most. And subconsciously, those are the drivers of your behavior. Everything you do, you do, you're doing because of your core values or you're afraid of something. And It's so eye-opening for people to be able to figure out their shape and then understand why they behave at their best and why they behave at their worst on their unbalanced days. And that's kind of different, too, because there's not a lot of personality tests out there that I know of. I can't even think of one that really helps you see your bad behavior. Yeah, Can you think of, of one? No, I, I can't. And a lot of people, um, they listen to us and go, oh, you're so negative. You fa- focus on the negative and the bad parts of behavior. But really, we're not trying to be negative at all. That's actually where the biggest key in the lock is. That's where we have our most ability to change and to actually grow and to become more balanced and be better in our relationships. Knowing what I'm good at is great. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> but actually knowing what to work on is far more helpful for me when I've got suffering in my life. Yeah, and the other magic for relationships is when you know what shape you're dealing with in your home, what your spouse, what your children are, what your friends are, then you understand what their triggers are. You know how to not behave in a way that will trigger and bring out their bad behavior. You know how to literally help them be better. And and we talk a lot about the platinum rule, too, that we want to do unto others not as we would have done to us, but do unto others as they would have you do unto them. And you can't do that if you don't know how they're wired and what they value and what they fear and what they need. 
So the tagline we have for the 12 Shape Relationship System and for Relationship Radio, and you'll hear it in the show all the time, we talk about once you know better, you can do better. And we really believe that. We believe that if you intellectually understand why things are happening in your relationships, you're far more empowered to actually make a change and to, to prevent that from happening, particularly um, if it's it's hurtful and it's, it's hurting and causing suffering in your life. So the basis of the people science was actually in research. Um, I spent eight years of my life working with 7,000 families to work out why do people do what they do and so this is a scientific method and what we see is just time and time again that it is proving itself that there is a fundamental state that we all have now we call them the 12 shapes and maybe we need to get into why we chose shapes instead of colors or letters yeah it's kind of funny when we started out we had names for each of the 12 some people were empathetic some people were intuitives we had all these labels and every single person would say wait a minute because I'm also intuitive and I'm also a a producer and I'm also a champion and I want to and and I want maybe I would rather be this word than that word and we realized the words were not going to work what people were doing was they were creating a hierarchy and I can't remember how many hundreds of times we would receive the question in our seminars and our classes, which is, well, which is the best one to be? And that's the whole point of the 12-shape relationship system is to say that we all have the same value. There is no better. There's no person that's better than the other. We all have the same value. So we shifted to shapes because you can't say a rhombus is better than a triangle or a circle is better than a heart. So I have to, rem- I, let's walk down memory lane for a minute because I remember the day in our office when you came in and said, I have this idea, let's make them all shapes. And my first inclination was that is insane. Yeah, well, I love that the one you say to me all the time is, you're up in the night. That's the <laughs> nicest way for you to say, hey, you're smoking. And I remember you drawing all these shapes on our whiteboard and telling me, really, this will work. Some people will be squares and some people will be hearts. And I'm just thinking, this is wild. But you were right that the core principle of our program is that we all have the same value. And no one can really say triangles are better than circles or octagons are better than rhombuses. I mean, you can't go there with the shape. And nobody has a favorite shape even. I mean, we ask people what's their favorite color, but nobody cares about shapes. And I think that's what I love so much about this. Um, People say to me, well, I feel now that I've got more understanding about why people do things, but I find myself stepping more into judgment. Well, that's a choice. Okay. When you understand the shapes, it's your choice whether or not you judge bad behavior or good behavior. This is not about judging people. The whole system is about being out of judgment and being greater love and greater greater compassion. And even with our coaching clients, um, as they learn things and they know better and they do better, every single one of my clients um, around, you know, week seven or eight of our program, we have a 12 week program that comes along with this. They will say to me, are you sure this isn't just teaching me to judge people? I'm like, well, that's a really interesting observation that you are watching yourself judge people. No, this is not a framework to judge people. It's a framework to forgive people. <laughs> it is. And, and the other thing you've got to recognize is, yeah, you can stand in judgment of their bad behavior, but go look at your profile. You have bad behavior too. All the shapes have good behavior and bad behavior. We all get unbalanced and behave at our worst at times so that we can't cast any stones because we have ours. Now, the problem is they have different bad behavior than ours. And we like to start thinking their bad behavior is worse than our bad behavior, but it's not. All bad behavior is bad. And none of it changes our value. Yeah, there's actually no unbalanced profile or unbalanced state in each of the 12 shapes that I'd rather have than my own because they're all destructive. 
mind's destructive and all the rest of them are destructive, but knowing what they are and how destructive they are and more importantly, why we get into that state is actually the critical piece. So that is the 12-shape relationship system. It is an opportunity for you to understand why you do what you do, why others do what they do, and then step into greater love, compassion, and forgiveness. That's the whole point of this. It is. That's awesome. Now, before we start running through all of them, Every shape, we're going to be mentioning that this shape is either fear of failure dominant or fear of loss dominant. And if you're not familiar with the two core fears yet, we've, we talk about them on every show, but those two fears drive a lot of human behavior and all of our bad behavior comes from being triggered in fear. So we're going to talk about fear of failure, the fear that you're not good enough. We're going to talk about fear of loss, which is really the fear of all the other things that can go wrong or and and make you unhappy and then we're going to get into the the four levels of value for each of the shapes so just as we go through each one i want everybody prepared to watch for the values and the fears yeah so really this is going to be a, a kind of master class on the shapes to help people get up to speed um, and, and for you to be able to educate other people and see how it works so let's get straight into it now the first level of value is people now we all are brought up with the idea that oh well, put your relationships first people matter the most and Absolutely. They do. They do. In fact, matter the most. They do. And we all value people. We do. But there are three shapes that value connection with others, belonging, and interaction with others more than the other nine. And that is our octagon, our heart, and our circle. So let's talk about for a moment what you've noticed most in learning about octagons. Because there were octagons in your life already, Kim. But what did you learn about octagons when you put it into this framework of, oh, okay, that person's an octagon? Okay, so first of all, they value people most, but they they are fear of loss dominant. So anytime we're talking about a shape that's fear of loss dominant, they are often opinionated. And they're, they're often a little controlling. And again, this is all about feeling safe in the world. So octagons need a certain amount of control and to have things the way they think they need to be in order to feel safe. So most of the octagons I've known in my life are quick to tell you when something's not right and when you really ought to change this because the fact that it's not right is making them feel unsafe. And often when they come and tell me I don't have something right, I take it personally. I It triggers my fear of failure, and, and I think it's all about me. It's taken me a while to recognize that this is about their fear about themselves. It's not about me. But I think that's one of the biggies. Now, a lot of octagons in terms of their strengths is they have, of all the 12, they are the most intuitive. They have a really strong sense of what is right and wrong for them. They might have a spiritual connection. They may even be into natural medicine or energy medicine or, you know, that kind of sphere of, of, of the world. Some of them are kind of psychic. Too. Yeah, it's, it's a real heightened sensitivity that they have to energetics. And so they are very perceptive about themselves. Because they're so good at perceiving things for themselves, it often gets them into what we perceive and is part of the unbalanced state, which is the challenges of working and being around octagons, is that they feel that they are they need to act on what they're feeling for you. And this is where often people say, but they give me all this unsolicited advice. They're telling me that I, I'm wrong all the time. That's where it's coming from. Well, it's actually not because they're trying to be vindictive. It's just that that, that knowingness works really well for them. And when they perceive something for you, it, they feel like they're doing the right thing by projecting that onto you. So they're trying to help. And I see that. They're always trying to help. 
but they can give a lot of unsolicited advice, which feels to a lot of the other shapes like an insult. Yeah. They also suffer from a lot of FOMO, the fear of missing out. They're afraid of not being influential or liked or popular and loved and adored by others. So we see that they're great with connection, but they have a need to be on top. They have a need to be the center of attention. They have the need to be the one who hosts the party or has the worst connections in the room. Because again, that makes them feel safe in that the the more connected that they are to others, the less FOMO they have. So they don't like being alone. So I've noticed, Nicole, I've got, uh, in the circles I run, I work with a lot of speakers and authors, and, and a lot of them are octagons. And and it, I can see how this subconscious need to be an influencer, to have followers, to have people listen to them, it's it's really served them to become a thought leader, that, that they're driven by that. So we see that a lot in people that really are making a big impact in the world or they feel really driven to do something that, that's going to make a difference. One of the most famous octagons that we know um, is actually Wayne Dyer. So Dr. Wayne Dyer was a um, was an octagon and he was the spiritual t- thought leader. He went on to, you know, have thousands of people, you know, being influenced by his body of works and social media and things like that. They run a lot of public, you know, publicity things. So they write books or they have a really famous blog or they have a talk show, things like that. He influenced a lot of people. Now, we, he's a wonderful example of a balanced octagon, though, because he would share his thoughts and then say, but you tune in and work out what's right for you and I think that's one of the beautiful things that we can teach octagons through this balanced and unbalanced state is enjoy that knowingness for you and then step into greater love and compassion and watch people find their own knowingness Um, and I think he's a really wonderful example of somebody who lived out all of those strengths and and served the world as as a way of doing it. Good role model for octagons, wouldn't he be? Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love that. because, And so, therefore, if you are listening to this and you think, yeah, I'm an octagon and I feel this need to influence people or start a blog or, you know, to be on stage or to write a manuscript, go and do it. Know that that's, that's part of your strength and, and what you're here to serve in the world. But also remember that your truth is your truth and we have to allow other people to have their own. So if you live or work with an octagon, just keep in mind that some of that advice and suggestions that you're going to receive from them, that it is not about you and it doesn't change your value and just let them have their opinions, but don't let that affect how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, let's move on to the heart. Now, hearts are also on that same people line. They value relationships and connections. Um, and they are they love belonging. That's a big word for hearts, is they love connection to others. They don't have as much of a strong sense of identity to what the circle and the octagon have. So their I am is not as big. They're all about we and us and our. So they love being involved with the family and having close friendships and being community orientated. It's all about them in connection to other people that builds meaning and purpose in their life. So do you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a chance to go into an office and profile everybody in the office. And I remember you kind of asked them what they liked best about their job. And one of the guys got up and said, I just love the the team and the group. And I just love these people that I get to work with. And, and I, we knew right off. Absolutely. This person's a heart, right? Because their whole focus was on, I belong with this group. And that was so beautiful. 
They're the most loving and kind of all the 12 shapes, very self-sacrificial in that they will serve and serve and give to others and never put their hand up and say, what about me? So that's one of the challenges, but also the strengths is they're love and full of loving kindness, but they also can be easily taken advantage of. They're afraid of being alone and they don't often speak their truth. And that's one of the things that we help hearts to really step into their power, find their voice and make sure they have really... Uh, open, even, reciprocal relationships. Okay, if you live or work with a heart, let's just throw out a, a couple pieces of advice. They struggle with motivation and they're not morning people, so understand they take a while to get going in the morning and that you're going to have to have some patience with them getting to things on their schedule. They're not quite as driven or fast fast workers. They struggle with motivation. They love the idea of of doing that for themselves, but they never really access that part of themselves to make it come to fruition. So they struggle with consistency and low self-esteem as a result of that because they feel like they fail themselves and they fail others. So the best way to motivate and to really encourage a heart to achieve what they want to do is to actually say, I'm going to do it with you. So let's go to the gym together and let's join this group and we're going to learn a new skill together or, you know, let's carpool so that we're going to be there on time. Things like that really help hearts because they'll do things for others and not so much themselves. So there's a lot of um, really critical self-esteem work that we do with hearts to really help them know that they're enough, that they can be alone, that they don't have to be included to be of value, that they're actually enough as they are. So we have seen a lot of families where the one of the parents is a more driven shape and they have a heart child and and we always have to warn them you cannot expect that heart to be something that they're not either they're never going to be the driven on top of everything first one there person that's just not how they're wired and so it's really important that we 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 love them as they are to some degree, right? Yeah. There's actually, there's a family in our inner circle community. I just want to talk about that for a moment. That's the opportunity to learn more about the shapes and to be coached by Kim and I every single week. So do go to 12shapes.com and see what's involved in that and the weekly calls, uh, the Q&A, and there's a whole community vault of resources as well. But there's actually a family in there that has a heart teenager and we get a lot of questions about how do I motivate this teenager and I'm worried about them being high risk because they do suffer with a little bit of depression. So this is not uncommon common for hearts. Um, So if this is something that's going on in your home, do come and join us here um, at the Inner Circle. We we have a call every single week and all the details are at 12shapes.com where you can actually learn more about how to support your high risk uh, teens who are hearts. Okay, Kim, we've got to take a break, um, but stay with us here on Relationship Radio. After the break, we're going to get into more information about uh, the circles and then give you the rest of the 12 shape material. So um, stay with us. You're here with Nicole and Kim. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. 
For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. You're with Nicole and Kim here today on Relationship Radio. We're giving you all the strengths and challenges of all the 12 shapes on today's show. So really, it's a bit of a masterclass, Kim. It kind of is. People are going to want to listen to this one again, I think. So it's a masterclass of the 12 shape relationship system and how it works. So before the break, we talked about octagons and hearts. I want to go back into circles. Now, circles are the final shape that is on the people line of our chart. And you can see that chart visually if you're a visual learner. Um, at 12shapes.com. Now, circles value people the most as well. And these are the warmest. You feel the warmth, don't you, when you meet a circle? Yeah. I mean, literally, I almost know them on site because their warmth and friendliness is so palatable. So they have a huge ability to get secrets out of people, actually, because they make <laughs> they get people, them talking. They get people talking because they make people feel safe because they're so warm and friendly. Now, one of the things about circles is they have the gift of the gab. So they make, and I mean that in a positive way, in that they're great negotiators. They're really good salespeople. Um, I notice with little three and four-year-olds that I see in the supermarket who are bargaining with their parents, you know, we see that kind of thing all the time, don't we? I think to myself, well, that's a little circle because they do, they have this strength with language so they need that connection and that chance to talk to people they have to process things out loud it's like nothing exists until they've told someone about it right so there's a lot of listening involved if you live and work with a circle and and a lot of attention so you know we're going to end up talking about terry because yeah. she's our, our best friend <laughs> and she's a circle a wonderful token circle for the and show. She, you, so last night she said nicole's been a little disconnected from me lately the last week I mean you're disconnected from me all the time she said that about me because I'm an arrow and I don't always answer text messages and or it can take me days to get to them and and she said I just don't know what I'm gonna do with you two because both of you are just you're not giving me enough attention and connection and and we were somewhere the other day and when I had to leave Terry's the one who stood up and had to hug me goodbye. So I hugged Terry and then I left and I realized there were like four other people there. I didn't hug anybody else because no one else cares about having a hug before they go. But with the circle, 
you got to give them a hug, right? One of the other things we joke about with, in a really playful way with circles is that they get in the phone, in the car, and they just start calling people on their contact list. And what it is is, is, well, I'm driving. I've got an opportunity to talk to people. I should be connected. They can't just drive. They have to talk while they drive. And and talkback radio isn't even enough to listen to, (laughs) you know. And so one of um, our clients who's a circle said to me, oh, yeah, it's really great because at the end of the day, if none of my friends pick up, I know my mum will always answer. So I have my mum in my favorites list. And that really is the epitome of the need for connection. They're actually really afraid to be alone. So even driving alone can feel like loneliness. Okay, so I'm sitting here thinking, I've got my other friend, Tammy, is also a circle. And she texted me days ago and I still have So we'll get to all the problems with arrows in a minute. But, but we have to be more mindful. We have to be mindful. If you live and work and love a circle... They need you to show up. Now, the other thing that's a big quality and a strength of circles is that they love family. They love family all together and they love big family dinners and everybody coming together and everyone being invited and they love spontaneous fun adventures. So they're the, that's, the party's always going on at the circle's house. Okay, now the couple downsides of a circle. They can be too needy and clingy, especially when they're in an unbalanced state. And actually codependent. That's a yes. word that we and a people say. pleaser and they often overgive and overgive because they want everybody to be happy with them but they end up betraying themselves. They also hate conflict. And we see circles get stuck in pretty abusive relationships and they won't leave because having someone is better than no one. Yeah, so that's a big challenge for circles is to really know the difference between giving and and actually maintaining of themselves. So we talk a lot about boundaries in a lot of our sessions with um, with circles. So you'll know if you're a circle because we've hit those things already. So, all right, next one. We're moving into our line, Kim, which the is the task, task line. Right. So these people value tasks and getting things done so much that most of their self-esteem comes from those tasks, and they can sometimes be so focused on tasks they don't pay enough attention to people, which is why I haven't returned Tammy's text message for days because I'm busy. <laughs> so the words that we associate with shapes in this in this line are productive, efficient, problem solvers, not wanting to go back and do things. I and mean, we do that all the time. I don't have to redo it. Near enough's good enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather leave it wrong than do it over. Yeah. So let's start with the ovals. Now, ovals are the most sensitive of the three shapes that are on that task line. Now, they're all about productivity for others they're they're a bit like circles and they're self-sacrificial and they spend a lot of time doing for other people and they forget about themselves so they overgive also but they're productive and they are task focused and they're also quietly spoken we notice that a lot with ovals yeah they're they're soft spoken they're usually a little more shy sometimes you don't even notice them in a room because they don't draw attention to themselves they just want to be there and be part of it and and have you give them a job that they can serve and help out and be appreciated for what they did, but they don't necessarily want to be the leader, do they? they? No, they're much happier being the follower. So some of the challenges that can come with, with being an oval is that you give and give and give and don't actually receive a lot of praise or acknowledgement because people can take advantage of ovals. But, well, they'll always do it and they do a great job and we'll ask so them they take it. So they take them for granted. They do. Um, another thing is that they often don't speak them tr- their truth. So they can have really close relationships with spouses and children's children and be really um, taken from, but never actually find their voice to actually stand up and say, hey, I want things to be different. 
So with ovals and coaching, we work a lot on being brave enough to have boundaries, say no, and and speak your truth. If you live or work with an oval, you've got to recognize them. And you've got to reach out and ask their opinion about things and give them a chance to say no. Ask them about things and say, really, if you can't do it, that's okay. You can tell me no and give them that opportunity to help them speak their truth. Perfect. Okay. Arrows. Arrows are near enough is good enough and they're the fastest workers of all the 12. It's all about pace. Arrows set the pace for projects, for family things, for tasks. They're all about moving forward. Progress is everything. Now, why it's so important is because their sense of achievement and and self-esteem and feeling good about themselves and the world is based on what they produce. They're all about output and efficiency. So you'll notice with arrows that they're often uh, doing 10 or 20 things at a time. I mean, you're, you're the classic. that You you try to kill your laptop every day. I, I'm, I'm actually worried about my little laptop because <laughs> I don't think very many people are on their laptop as many hours every single day consistently as I am with 95 windows open because I'm doing so many things. And this is just nor- my normal life. Now, one of the challenges is that ultimately we don't have a lot of attention to detail because we're all about pace and moving things forward. So knowing that about ourselves is really important. I know. I was teasing you on the break. So Nicole did kind of a script of, or a, an outline for our call today. It's full of spelling errors. And she knows, I, I know what the word was meant to be. And I send you things full of spelling errors every single day because we just, it's done. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Yes. So there's a lot of challenges that come with this though, in that we need things to be around details oftentimes. And Ovals, uh, sorry, and arrows really hate being late and they feel judged and criticized if things are not the way that they need to be. So we can, there's, there's some challenges that come with it. Yeah. So if you live or work with an arrow, you've got to understand, first of all, that they need some alone time. They need to be able to get projects done to feel good about themselves and never feel threatened by that work. They still value the people. I mean, I love my friends. And, and they've got, and Terry's so good to understand that it's not personal, that because we get busy. System, yeah, actually, she, she gets, gets it now. that we're arrows. But we've got to do better to show up for her. And then she gets the chance to show up for us and understand when we're too busy to yeah. talk to her all the time. Yeah. So if you're um, in a relationship with an arrow, you know, because ultimately they're moving places and sometimes uh, it's hard to keep up with them. <laughs> All right, the final shape on that task line are the diamonds. Now, diamonds, I want to say, are the most perfectionistic and what we see in coaching is the most internally tortured of all the 12 because no matter how hard they work, how well they do, they feel like they can do better. So if you're a perfectionist or have any OCD tendencies, chances are you're a diamond. So we get a lot of diamonds in coaching because of this. They're so stressed and overwhelmed and frustrated and disappointed all the time. It's really hard for them to get to a place where they actually feel content and good about themselves because they seriously think perfection is possible. And it's not. They can't be perfect. And as long as they have their value tied to all this stuff, they really struggle. They also can, as a result of that perfectionism, they have unrealistic expectations for themselves as well as other people in their life. So they'll come in and they'll say, I just can't be bothered to date because it's just such a disappointing exercise. They're not meaning to be judgmental or critical, but it's just their expectations are high. So if you experience disappointment or loss where you feel like things aren't the way that they should be, look at that. 
because that's one of the challenges of being a diamond. Now, the strengths is that they are brilliant with with keeping house and contracts and details. You know, their houses are spotless. They're um, we, one of the ways to know if you're a diamond is how do you organize your closet or your pantry? Most of the time it's it's by color code or by season. They know exactly the expiry dates of everything in their fridge. I mean, they are on it. They run a tight ship. There's a lot of strengths to that, but there's also a lot of internal um, crippling that can come from that where they don't actually enjoy it. It's just all about doing and, and having to maintain and things being perfect. Okay, so if you live or work with a diamond, understand that that inner torture that they they deal with, that insecurity, means they need a lot of reassurance and validation. Also, don't take personally when they comment on things you did that aren't right, are not perfect, because they will. You will hear that stuff, and you have to remind yourself that that's not really about your value. You have the same value no matter what they say or think about the job you did. Mm. Okay, let's move on to the next line, which is the things line. Now, I want to say, we say things, and unfortunately, a lot of people think that we're then saying they're materialistic. It's not. These three shapes enjoy things in life. They appreciate, they create things, they scale things. They often participate in the world through stuff and things. Now, the first one is the rhombus. Now, rhombuses are all or nothing people. (laughs) They really are. They're intense. And you'll know if you live with one or you are one because there's an intensity around them. They are very entrepreneurial. They are really good with attracting and scaling a lot of money and wealth. And they they like the finer things. And they're super competitive. They have to win everything. Every, like they can't play a game with their kids unless they're going to win. It's the, the competitiveness is over the top. Yeah. It serves them brilliantly from a career and a financial professional standpoint, but it can cost them in relationships because they become very dogmatic about this is the way it needs to be done to fulfill their own competitive need and also because they know that it's worked for them and it's going to have the outcome that they need. So sometimes people can say that rhombuses are a little harsh. They're hard to be around. They can be a little bit quarrelly or argumentative. It's because they become a little dogmatic that it has to be their way. Okay, so if you live or work with a rhombus, you got to have thick skin. You got to have thick skin. You got to recognize that that if they feel unappreciated or taken from at any level, that is a major trigger. And you're going to have to kind of talk them down a little bit that everything's okay. If you do make mistakes, own it. Own it right out. Apologize. They'll respect that. The next shape on that thing line is the triangles. Now, triangles are our kind of nerdy people and I want to say that with the most beautiful of non-judgment because really it is they're just super intelligent that's what I mean by nerdy okay so we did a training recently and the there were a bunch of women who came up and wanted you to figure out their shape on the break and the one woman I I have to admit the way she was dressed I should have seen it she she was at a business function in rubber crocs and like uh, camping pants and then a lace shirt. Her outfit did not work. It did not go together and her hair was a mess. And you looked at me and said, do you know what shape she is? And I, I couldn't figure it out. And finally, when you told me she's a triangle, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I can see it now. She's wacky. They're a little wacky. They are. They're also a little socially awkward, um, either really eccentric. That's often another thing. It's an eccentric with, with innovation or with passion or with intelligence, or it even can be with creativity as well. Now, these guys are brilliant, but they're unconventional. 
right? And so they, they you don't really know how to participate with them as much. They can be a little socially awkward, but brilliant. So I have to tell you, later in the day, I handed her the Shapes book, and she was reading about the triangle, and she turned to me with tears running down her face. And she said, this is me. This means I'm not just weird or broken. I am exactly the triangle. I mean, there are others like me out there. And it, it was kind of life-changing for her. It was. And it is with everybody who reads that profile in the book. So if you don't have the book and you haven't read it, get it at 12shapes.com. But with a piece with triangles is that they are brilliant in their own way. They really c- can participate in a really big way. They move things forward. They're brilliant, their minds, when it comes to science or medicine or engineering or, you know, whatever they do, they do really, really well. This woman had a PhD in... In nursing and and you know overseas nursing, um, you know staff in in several hospitals all over the state. She is absolutely brilliant. But they do struggle on the social level to be understood, to get their ideas across. And a lot of the time, it's just because they're so br- brilliant. So there's challenges and strengths in both of that. Um, the other thing, them being on the the things line is they have a hard time throwing stuff out. So they sometimes are a little bit of a hoarder because they hold on to physical stuff, but they also can be inventors. I had a client years ago that was a triangle who was literally a brilliant inventor inventing all kinds of machines at home in his workshop. And their messian kept not only physically in their appearance, but also their environment. So she was saying how her her um, office is just chaos, but she needs it because that's her how her brain works. And it drives her husband crazy, who's actually a diamond. So you can imagine. Oh, are you serious? Together. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and she said, I just drives him crazy because I've got piles of stuff. But then if they touch, if he touches the piles of stuff, I'd lose my footing in my mind. And this is where they, they process information differently. They're just brilliant. I'm actually in awe of triangles because I love to watch them and to see how they see the world because it's very different lens in what I see the world. So I loved when you asked me if I'd seen the Back to the Future movie. And you said that Doc, that wacky inventor guy, is a classic stereotype of a, of a triangle. That really helped me to be able to see them. You know, we also had a parent who came in a while back and said, tell me what shape my little son is. He's, he's a wacky kid, and he will sometimes have his shoes on the wrong feet and his pants on inside out. And I will try to get him to fix that before he goes to school, and he refuses He doesn't care. He likes to go to school with his shoes on the wrong feet. And we knew immediately we got a a little budding triangle. We do. And another um, famous triangle a lot of people might know is Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang character. So sometimes we see these these people who are so brilliant academically. They're maybe on the autism Asperger's spectrum. So, but again, brilliant in their own right. And we don't need to label people. But I love teaching people about triangles because they just appreciate them differently. Okay. So I have to just, we have one minute. Before the break, I have to tell everybody when we first came up with all the shapes, I had the triangle brown. It was a brown colored triangle. Do you remember this? <laughs> and and we thought it was just fine. And we had sent some prototype stuff out to some people to look at it. And every single one of them came back and said, uh, your triangle looks like the poo emoji. <laughs> So we're in the wrong era to be <laughs> we couldn't yeah we so we changed change them to green <laughs> yeah 
And I love that it's green because they are, they're just so out of the box. They're really brilliant people. Okay, you've been, <laughs> I hope you're learning a lot so far. We, we've got still a lot of shapes to hit, but this, this information today is hopefully going to go in your Relationship Radio Journal and really help you to step into that appreciation of seeing people for everything that they are. I think this is good stuff. All right, stay with us. You're here with Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. you with Nicole and Kim. We hope you're enjoying our show today. We're giving you the strengths and challenges of all of the 12 shapes in the 12-shape relationship system. Now, we've got one more shape to finish off that things line, and that is the stars. Now, you'll know the stars. We watch the stars. You probably follow the stars on Instagram and Facebook. The stars are the beautiful people. They are the actors and the actresses and the models. They are all about appreciation and involvement in the world through expressing their creativity and their talent. Talent, which is often in music, acting, makeup, you know, clothes, fashion, that whole industry is full of stars. It is full of stars. I know you and I, we spot them the minute they walk into the room because they're the women who have the most amazingly put together outfit and their hair is perfect and their makeup is perfect. And we both look at each other and go, are you kidding me? I could spend four hours and I couldn't look like that. It just blows us away. They always, they don't leave the house unless they look amazing. Now, both of us have a daughter that's a star. So that's kind of been an interesting experience too. Do you want to talk about your diva or mine? Yeah, so they are. They're absolute divas. Now, my daughter claimed the, the title of diva when she was six. She's proud of it. She's proud of it. Now, I called her a diva as a way of shaping her behavior that backfired big time because she's totally the diva and she just owns it. She fills up the space in the room. She's so incredibly talented. Um, a lot of these stars are beautiful. People tell her all the time that she is beautiful. Your daughter's a model. 
and gets cold, told that they're beautiful, I try to tone that down and say, yes, and she's kind and she's loving and she's smart <laughs> because a lot of these uh, stars feel like their only value is in their appearance. So that's one of the challenges. They can struggle with self-esteem issues. They can often feel like they can't leave the house unless they're perfectly put together because they care about those things so much and also they feel like that's their only worth and value. Yeah, I'm surprised how often they think they're not smart. And they're actually very smart. They're very smart. They just don't give themselves enough credit for it. Now, we're talking about all these stars as women. On occasion, we do get a man that's a star, too. And again, they're easy to put together to to look at, too, because they're dressed to the nines. They often have this real sex appeal, too. Like, maybe I feel that because I'm a woman. No, they're sexual beings. Stars are. Yeah. They're very and almost a little promiscuous. Like, I'm even noticing that in my 10-year-old. I'm like, whoa. Well, yeah, when I try to take her picture, she poses like she's on Playboy or something yeah. already. And I don't know where she gets that because it's no, not it just, on MTV. So it they don't comes watch it naturally. That's the thing. They're just built like this. So they are often in those professions. Now, the thing also is that they're so generous. They are the most generous. I see that in your daughter. Oh, she is. She's so generous. Yeah, they're generous with their time, with their money, with their abilities. But if they can become unbalanced if they're not expressing themselves. So I often look at it and think, gosh, would you get out of the front of that mirror, right? You that, that hair and that makeup obsession. But instead, I've got to look at it and go, well, you know what? Maybe she's going to be the next makeup artist for the Lion King or Cats. Because this is where these guys go on to. The talent is there for a reason. They belong in Hollywood, in the lights. Um, I remember knowing intuitively when I was pregnant with Annika that she was going to be a star. And I gave her a stage name as a result. Her name is Annika Scarlett. Because I have no doubt at one point in her life, she will be on stage. And this is what they're built for. They really are. Now, they they can be prone to anxiety and depression. Can you talk about that a little? Yeah. Now, again, they're afraid of not being beautiful and not being seen, and they compare themselves constantly with very unrealistic standards. They don't feel like they're beautiful or smart or popular enough. So they can experience a lot of anxiety and depression and a lot of anguish, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of difficulty falling asleep, agitation, um, and just general anxiety. We see that from a very young age. Yeah. My daughter has never slept well, not her entire life. Yeah, but they feel so much better when they're connected to the people that they feel safe with who see them for who they really are. So if my daughter struggles with sleep, I just have to go and lay with her for two or three minutes and she's out because she's like, oh, I'm safe and they lo- I'm enough. They love me. So fear of failure is a really big part of, of the work that we do with stars in the office and also as parents. Okay, so from there, we're going to hit our last level of value. We're going to talk about the people that value ideas most. And and as you might suspect, that means they're pretty opinionated. Now, I say that these ones are the ones who, at the family Christmas party, you can almost see them pulling out the soapbox from their handbag and putting it in the center of the room, and they step on top of it, and they give you their opinion. <laughs> these three shapes have strong ideas. Now, the thing that annoys us the most at, about these three shapes, though, is that they are often right. Because they've taken the time to research and learn. They're very educated in their ideas. So it's hard to argue back. But sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good for you. And I know that you, you've got all the credentials to tell me why that's great. But it's great for you. I'm happy that it's great for you. I don't want to take that on. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the square first. Now, the square has an underlying story, which is disappointed love. They're afraid of disappointed love and they experiencing experience disappointed love. Now, this can be with children, can be with spouse, or it can be from life itself, which is I haven't got the journey that I wanted. I've been disappointed 
in what I've received. I haven't received back what I should have when I invested in. Now, it's not always about love. We used to call square survivors because a lot of them really have just a hard knocks story of life. They have been beat up. They've been disappointed. They're they're frustrated and disappointed with life in general a lot. Yeah, so the love they put into the world, they didn't get back. So therefore, they have a bit of a a grudge about that. We see that they hold on to grudges. They struggle to let go. They're very opinionated and they can get stuck in a bit of a victim story. So they're the challenges. The positives are that they are organized. They're detail oriented. They're the best teachers of all the 12 because they're the most patient with other people. And this is kind of where this justifiable mistreatment comes from, which is, hey, I gave you all this time and I didn't get that back because they are incredibly patient And they have staying power and loyalty. So they start something, they do the middle, which is the bit that where most of us run, and then they finish it to the end. And hey, it's a bit like the um the big the big hen, the big fat hen story, which is well the big red hen red hen, sorry, (laughs) not the fat hen, the big red hen story. I think that's a story that's very relevant to the square. Yeah, because they're the ones, they're stoic, they're hardworking, they will do all the work. And then everybody else will want to benefit from that. Yeah. Really, is a square story. Yeah, the, the little, the, the big, the, the little red head, the or little red, the big red fat head. Anyway, something like that, that one. That one. <laughs> okay. Um, now, if you live or work with a square, again, you've kind of got to have a thick skin because they can be critical. They can be quick to notice what's not right or could be better. And when they notice those things, it's not about you. It's about them feeling safe in the world again. They need everything done and everything done right in order to feel safe. So, you know, better than anybody, you got to have really thick skin. Yeah, you really do. And you've got to realize that it's just their projection, but they struggle. There's a big learning curve and opportunity for squares to grow by actually letting go and forgive and, and being out of judgment and criticism of the other people. Yeah. And and we have mentioned their strengths are huge too. We've kind of hit a lot on the negatives with the square. But if we need to hire somebody to to put together a system and manage things with a lot of moving parts, we want a square. We They're do. amazing. They're also really good friends because they can be trusted. They can really be trusted. and They're loyal. They're loyal. And also, you know that if they are going to say they're going to do something, they're going to follow through. Well, who doesn't want that inequality in a friend? I love squares as friends because I know that they're dependable and reliable and they want to contribute into my life. So they're very um, reciprocal relationships with squares which is don't tick them off yeah yeah i would agree with yeah okay (laughs) okay the next shape on this line is is the rectangle now rectangles are a little similar to the square to the triangles and the squares and the squares in that they are actually really brilliant they really are they're very intelligent now i say that that rectangles are data driven because i was married to a rectangle who we didn't make a decision in our life a financial purpose anything you know purchase anything like that without getting the data they like evidence as well why would i choose that provider over this provider and you've heard me say on the show before the whole process of buying a dishwasher you know it took 18 months so then when it came to buying a car i just went and did it because i couldn't handle it they have buyer's remorse they live according to data because they really believe in the best of everything uh, when i first met my husband he before the kids of course he would only buy um work shoes that were loyal 
Lloyd's. There were $300 a pair. And I remember dating him going, why would you buy a $300 pair of shoes? And you only buy them once or twice a year, but because they were the best. They like the, the refinement and the better things. So they're very critical about food and they're kind of foodies and coffee people because they believe in quality over quantity. Wow. I, I've got a son that I think might, might actually be a rectangle. I, we haven't quite figured out which shape he is, but now that you're saying all this, it's kind of sounding familiar. Um, they can be socially awkward. They they need time alone, a like lot of arrows. Time alone, a lot. We, um, having worked for so many years with this system, uh, I've worked with a lot of men who say, I love my family. But man, I'm exhausted by the end of the weekend and I don't want to be around my family. I have a man cave and I have hobbies where I tinker with cars or pull apart radios or, you know, build model planes because I just need some downtime. I need my hobbies. Now, unfortunately, it can be perceived as selfishness if you have a family or a spouse that is needing your attention or wanting more attention than what you can give. So that's an interesting part of the rectangles in relationships is that they need to fill up alone and they can often not have a lot to give. Yeah, so if you live with or work with a rectangle, you need to, again, not take their need for alone time away from you personally because it's not about you. It's about that that's what fills them up so then they have something to give when they come back in, right? Um, Also, if you live or work with a rectangle, they could be a know-it-all at times and kind of one-up. things name Uh, droppers name droppers too yeah Yeah. so we've got to just be aware of that and understand that's how they're wired and let it be one of those quirks that you just forgive because you've got quirks in your shape that you want them to forgive of you yeah okay and the final one are our crosses now crosses are really opinionated too but they're opinionated on a global scale that affects the entire population so these people really love politics and they're opinionated about religion and the environment the environment and you know all that big stuff that matters to all of us because they've spent the time reading and researching and they listen to it I've got a cross in my life who listens to a particular radio show which is um, all about politics for like three hours hours every single night because he just loves being up to speed with what's going on in the world and he's got strong opinions about it yeah um crosses are the biggest soapbox ones of all i would say they are and And if you don't agree with their stand or their opinion on something you are in for a debate and they are going to want to win and they're in an educated debate so most of the time you lose So if you're in a relationship with a cross, know that, you know what, just agree. It's just easier. The other thing that they do is they believe in advocacy. So they believe in being the the voice for those who don't have a voice, which means they're more justified and entitled in their opinions. So you often see that they're out there on the Sea Shepherd protecting the whales from being hunted by the Japanese or, you know, they're at the, um, a lot of them are in D.C. here in the States because they're lobbyists and politicians. So they're really interesting, well-educated, smart people to be around. Nicole, all of the shapes are amazing people and the world needs all of these different types of us. It's interesting as we travel around and we meet with different groups, we need the squares who are the teachers. We, we need the rectangles who are doing the data because I don't want to do it, right? There's a lot of their strengths that are not in my wheelhouse and I'm so grateful someone else in the world has those things. Yeah, and we need the people who show us the appreciation and the art and the beautiful things in life, to, you know, the gardens and things like that, which are those people on the things line. I hope that everyone's been listening to today's show 
feeling like there's a place for everybody in the world because that's actually why we created and, and made this system public. We used it in our own work for so long, but we've made a decision to make it public through Relationship Radio and 12shapes.com so that people can actually see people for their beauty and their incredible qualities instead of being in judgment and criticizing people and making people different. Diversity is something to be celebrated. So we've talked a lot today about differences. We're different from other people but we have the same value. And that's the the most core thing I want everybody to take away from today's show so that we stay out of best and worst. Because as soon as we go into, well, yeah, that they're worse than me or I'm better than them, we get into trouble. We do. So hopefully today's been of great value. You can find more information about uh, the system, how it all works, and also be part of our inner circle community to learn more about the specifics in your life and your home at 12shapes.com. So. Yeah. Well, we hope they've enjoyed the show. This is going to be a valuable one. I think I'll go back and listen to it again. <laughs> it's such good stuff. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah. And join us again next week for more relationship skills and advice so you can know better and do better. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.